This episode is brought to you by Dragon Snack Games, Buffalo's full-line hobby game store featuring one of Western New York's largest selection of board games, gaming miniatures, model paint, dice, role-playing games, collectible card games, and more. I have actually been to this place. It's massive, much bigger than you would think. Check it out. That's Dragon Snack Games. Nomads, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of the Book of Boba Fett. Quick review. <laughs> and, yeah, we're going to get right into it. I, we just got done watching this, so this is pretty fresh. I've watched it twice, but I know that Eric and Dave just wrapped it up, and I just finished my second viewing. Uh, I'm going to come off real quick on this one and say... I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. This was an episode I needed to see because it was it just spent more time in the you know, in the, the, the current time, which is what I was kind of here for. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is it made me appreciate one and two now more. And I kind of want to, like, I'm excited to rewatch this season now because of what they did with three. So just saying me personally, I really enjoyed it. Yep. I would say it's probably been my, probably my favorite episode so far. Um, yeah, we kind of get, the a turning point here um with you know it kind of wraps up the stuff with the tuscans i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but no you're good yeah yeah but anyways i mean like I, so yeah i'm brandon i'm the host but eric uh well you know <laughs> i didn't say our names in the beginning so <laughs> hi <laughs> i was I'm too Dave. excited to talk about this episode and, and dave's here doing a, a wookie voice um yeah dude my my head is just i don't know i personally am just coming in with my head spinning a little bit but what did you think about it, Dave? So the millennial biker gang, I didn't like it. Dave didn't like it. Shocker. Uh, I don't know. I always feel like the bad guy here. (laughs) Come on. But it was, I mean, it was all right. We got the Wookiee fight, which was like the high point of the whole episode. And then like getting the rancor and then learning out that they're sensitive and you got millennials on shiny rainbow bikes riding through the city and they're like doing... Like the hover chase is cool, but I don't want to get too far into it. But it's just it's pretty weak. All the Tuscan Raiders, like they're they're just dead. They died off screen. Oh, they're gone. But you know they're not gone because one of them's going to come back later, just when Boba Fett needs them, and it's going to be that one that trained them. And there's going to be something going on there. But like that is very very disrespectful to the Tuscan Raiders to just ah, uh, you guys are all dead now. I don't. Then the Millennial. It was Vikings a very guy. um. It was a very Luke uh, Luke situation where he came, you know, he left and came back and, you know, his house was burned down yeah. and Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen were laying there dead yeah. in flames. It's kind of like the, I don't know, it makes it turn, there'd been the whole season they've been turning Boba Fett from like, he's a badass bounty hunter that doesn't give a fuck and he's going to go get his quarry and get whoever he needs to. Now he's like a... He's like the tragic hero now. Dave, we talked mm-hmm. about this, that that other people said that about him. We've never seen anything about him. Like, we just seen, like, a few minutes of this guy, and everything else is just, like, like what reputation or people saying shit. We don't know. Well, There's books and all sorts of other stuff. They even said it in the beginning when uh, that 
whatever Lortha Peel guy, the watermonger dude came uh, to talk to Boba Fett because, you know, these kids were stealing his water or whatever. He told him straight up, like, nobody respects you, you know, and that's what kind of what this episode was about um, was Boba Fett sort of earning a little bit more respect. Um, I did like I don't know, this was like his first quote unquote job that he was given as like the new like mob boss the dino yeah yeah, yeah. it, it um, reminded me of uh ned stark in game of thrones this episode a little bit because when people just get like wiped out and burned and all that stuff like all right they're all dead <laughs> yeah and then now he's doing this ned stark thing like you know like the the was it the mountain or his brother was like it was the mountain right he was just going through and just wiping out people and and they're like the lannisters are at fault for this we have to stop this and here we are with star wars you know it's kind of like the same thing a little bit right like it feels mm-hmm. like he's in that court and he's, he has to deal with people these factions which i thought was really cool when they that robot that droid was showing the different factions uh after the mm-hmm. death of jabba i thought that was yeah that was pretty cool it was like it weirdly uh it was like a weirdly wise droid like you've never like most droids are like beep boop beep boop a little bit like c3po but like he was like a I don't know. You can tell he's seen some. Oh shit. yeah, you can tell he's been around the block because he knows not to be disrespectful. He knows mm-hmm. <laughs> the droid is. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. There was. I I feel like there was some scenes that are that were cool. Like I don't know. This is kind of what I wanted to see um, from Boba Fett because you got the shot of like him and his crew walking down the street, going to confront those uh, whatever. That was pretty teenagers. badass. Yeah, yeah. And then and then he comes upon. Star Wars Power Rangers. Well, it was yeah, very, very um, Star Wars meets American Eagle. Kind of. <laughs> like, well, well, they were way too attractive. This one kid was just like he had perfect hair. And they're I'm all like, super clean. There's no dirt. And there's not a speck of pretty. Fucking dirt yeah, on them. yeah. Like, what is going on? One thing I did like about them was like the they lean into kind of like a cyberpunky aspect because they're yeah. like they modified their body with droid parts. I was kind of liking that by the end of the episode. It was it was a weird shift, but it's like you know what. Let's think about it. Times do change. So style is allowed to sure. change in Star Wars. And we don't have to have that fucking look. Right? Right. So it makes sense. Did, was it me or did the black kid with the eye thing? Was it like blinged out with diamonds like towards the end of like part of the episode? I looked at that and I was like, that's just fucking. <laughs> Could have been. Really? That's Star Wars? I don't know. We're still blinging shit out in the far flung future. Well, I was going to say, we've never seen like, I don't know the quote unquote teenage culture of the star Wars universe, I guess. So maybe this is it. (laughs) Right. Dude, this episode gave a, it's either you like it or you don't. I enjoyed it a lot. Actually. They just gave us so they had that Mm -hmm. like bike chase through the city. And I was like, this is cool. Like it's just cool because I'm just looking around. I'm like, it's not like the most insane chase. I don't think it was meant to be. It's kind of slow. Like it's not like a pod. The bikes didn't look like they were going fast at all. It was weird. Right. It looked like they're going 18 miles an hour, (laughs) but it's just fast enough where you couldn't run, but everybody's kind of taking their time and nobody really gets hurt. Like one dude gets flipped over and he acts like he has. Well, I also really liked that Boba Fett, like he sent his crew off to chase the, like the mayor's assistant or whatever. And then at the end of the chase, he just shows up, he drops from the sky on his jetpack. I'm like, couldn't you have just done that the whole time? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Well, it's a weird thing though. I was thinking about it during this one is like all the movies are so epic. We have these giant fucking space battles and there's like star destroyers and shit. And this was more like the day to day shit that goes on in Tatooine. Like it's not, 
there's nothing, no crazy explosions, no star destroyers in orbit. Yeah, it's, a, it's just yeah, smaller, just another smaller day scale stuff. Um, well, let's let's talk about the part you did like, Dave, with uh, the Wookiee fight, Black Crescenton. Oh yeah, because it happens right oh, after his, great. like his remembering his little dream. Uh, his tr- yeah, of his tribe getting wiped out, and he, and it builds like this. Mm-hmm. All right, my my real opponent is the Pikes. Mm-hmm. I set that up. Yeah, it kind of scared the shit out of me because it was uh, like he's just it's all quiet and all of a sudden he's just getting ripped out of the tank. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. His little millennial posse with all their Ninja Turtle weapons show up and come to save the day. They help out at least Boba from getting his back broken by a giant eight foot Wookiee. <laughs> I didn't think Wookiees were allowed to bite. I think that's a bad thing in Wookiee culture. I thought. Well, he's fighting dirty for sure. Like, Wookiees, Wookiees don't use their teeth, or Dude, maybe it's he tried car, to kill know, a guy in a box. He had goddamn. He had a, a electric. He had electric brass <laughs> knuckles. He's not, yeah, he's not a badass moral character. What do you want of this guy? Well, he got stabbed multiple, multiple Mm -hmm. times. He's just like a fucking bull in a china shop, just Mm -hmm. wrecking fools in there. That was good. I thought it was a really cool shot where he, he, yeah, he dove onto the, um, the Gamorrean guys. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I, th- I just like, I don't think I've ever pictured that where like a Wookiee is tackling those guys and then <laughs> rolls in <laughs> just like cool pops up and he's on the move again. He was just like, so I thought he was, he's got that Wookiee rage. I thought the, um, the implications of this fight were interesting because in the second episode, they introduced the, like the twins, the huts as you know, they kind of seem like they're going to be the major conflict with Boba Fett. But um, I mean, we learned that the huts are the ones that sent, you know, the Wookiee to try to kill him, but then they show up and are like, we're sorry about this. We're going to offer you tribute. And then we're also leaving Tatooine. Like they're not the true threat here. The true threat is, you know, we get to see it at the end with the pikes, like you were saying, Brandon, when, you know, the mayor's bringing all the, the pikes in to control the territory. And so they're trying to start a war, but I just thought it was interesting that they kind of, I don't know if we're going to see the huts again, but they kind of wrapped that up already because they said I was a little they were leaving in that because right. I wanted to see like you know the huts you know fight dirty I don't know we don't get to see much of the huts either in all the Star Wars stuff you get to see them like lord lord over like Tatooine I guess Jabba that's about it but um yeah I didn't even really know who the Pikes were either I thought when they said crime syndicate like the word syndicate specifically made a, think of the gang from uh solo uh that darth maul is part of the i'd look this up the crimson dawn yeah yeah crimson dawn yeah which is so, mentioned in solo yeah i th- I right? assumed it was going to be them i didn't know who these pike guys even really were or why they're so feared or anything really about them so i'm sure we'll learn more about them but they were the ones that were yeah. controlling the the train from episode two like they were the ones that were transporting all the stuff across the desert and everything um, are no, those are the fish face guys, right? That's the same people, same mm-hmm. dudes. Okay, yeah, you know, they just had those masks on. Yep, exactly to pr- protect their. Well, let's guess. let's talk about the highlight of this episode when fucking Danny Trejo shows up with a ra- <laughs> with a rancor. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, I was like, this nowhere. show is having fun, man. I love it. Like, I'm enjoying the world building, and then they do something like this, where like, okay, I'm liking this actor being in the Star Wars universe. That is super cool. Like, it, I don't mind but it. You just see Dave, it was you fine. See Danny Trejo. He shows up where you least expect it. He shows up. He always shows up where you least expect him to. <laughs> he's just a. I like. He's like a likable guy. I think I just you know. Sure. 
So whatever. I mean, he just shows up and, and I mean, this, this is crazy. So now I'm starting to really appreciate the Tuscan Raiders. I'm actually like, I was, I, it was one and two of the season were kind of weird to me. Like, why do I want to care about this? But now that they've been wiped out, I'm like, you got my emotions. And then you throw like this Wookiee at me, you know, and like, there's this crazy fight and it was kind of scary at first. I'm like, okay. So there's all these emotions. And then there's like a cool scene happens, which is this delivery of a Rancor by uh, Danny uh, Trehu, which is just wild. Do you know Rancors are emotionally complex creatures? <laughs> I wrote that down. And I'm like, now nah, I love what? it. It's just that like they're like, recreating well, the, the I saw of these things. I'm like, I'm fine. not the one who said this, but I saw this on Twitter or whatever. Uh, Rancors are basically the pit bulls of the Star Wars universe. Like they put on. That's, that's what I was thinking. Like a, a mean face. They get a bad reputation, but beneath the surface, they're just really big softies. I couldn't tell if this is like. It's really funny. Because it's weird when they go back and they start filling in, because they're filling in Boba's backstory. They start filling in parts of Star Wars lore that like have been just left flapping in the wind for like 30 years or whatever. But I can't ever tell if it's like actually really it or is it like Disney Disneyfying Star Wars to make it like. I don't know. We need to have like everything's a misunderstood creature. Well, you get to see they there is a hint of that. <clears throat> there is a hint of that because in the in uh the Return of the Jedi when the Rancor dies, his handler is like really upset about it. Like he had a yeah. close personal connection know, with that he Rancor. Is. So th- sure. there is a you know there's something going on yeah. there. Yeah. So they kind of, you know, bring it's, that Jabba's back. Jabba's not the one that cares. I could right. see I could see Trejo crying. I had this when I was watching it the second time with my family. I was like, "All right, so I've seen more of Boba Fett than I have of like Darth Vader or anything, mm-hmm. right? Time wise, because we go he, Boba Fett went from this guy who had like only a few minutes of footage in the OG trilogy, and now he has his own show, and he's basically all we see, kind of like the Mandalorian. There's never a scene without the Mandalorian, so we've we've actually spent more time with these new characters than any character outside of Star Wars as far as film goes, right? right? <clears throat> because it's just them. Like, Fennec is barely in it. You know, there's other characters who are barely in it, and, like, you don't have a connection to the Tusken Raiders, so I, it's just an interesting thought, right? So we just seen him yearn, like, ha- remembering his father leaving him, so we see this emotional side. It is definitely softening this villain. You know, he I always thought of him as a villain, like a bad guy. He's the guy that caught... Pouring sugar you know, on him. Han He's got a heart of gold. He rescues little orphans, millennials off the streets. What did you know. think was going to happen? Is it Disney-fying? Of course it is. It's on well, Disney+. Well, yeah, Plus. you can't just have... You can't have Boba. You can't have Boba Fett going around murdering people in the streets. You know. Yeah, you can't. You, you, can't, kinda, you just can't have you, him do that. I don't think he needs to murder them, but <laughs> I don't know. Because he went into that bar and murdered all those people. That was perfectly fine. I'm what? enjoying his performance more though too. Like his the way he talks, it sounds like the man under the mask all those years too. You know, it's just cool how he talks. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I like how he looks. It humanized. Like how he talks. Well, that's I feel like that's their whole goal is to just humanize him a little bit more because before he was just kind of like a caricature, you know, and like you created your own backstory for yeah. him, like you're saying. But I was trying to flesh it out a little bit. I just want to see him ride a damn raincor. <laughs> <laughs> I, know sure I know we're gonna get it. that I know we're gonna get that in the next episode. Trejo's gonna he's gonna get them all trained up and then Trejo's gonna die and it's just gonna be Boba and his rancor. End of the season. We'll see. <laughs> End of the season. See who the, how long these fish guys last too. Yeah, like 
I don't, it seemed like they're introducing them as like the big bad, like main threat that's going to be persistent, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Like we still don't know any of Boba's motivations. Like, I think that'll come towards the end of his flashback sequences. Like, you know, you could be, you have a ship, you can go fucking anywhere you want in the galaxy go to freaking Coruscant and go hang out and do some assassin missions or go do whatever. But you're sitting on this sandy planet, like in the middle of nowhere. Like why? What's the, what's the whole Dave, point? I saw John Favreau wrote this episode at the end in the mm-hmm. credits. So I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm sure he wrote all. I'm going to, uh, Oh, maybe, but he's been kind of like the guy that Disney's been going to for writing a lot of stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. He's good at world building. Um, so I always like have that in the back of my mind, right? And it makes me feel comfortable. Like I can just sit back and enjoy the ride. You know how when we watch movies, like Scorsese, Nolan, you know, there there's certain names that you just I can just sit back and know that I'm gonna see a good mm-hmm. movie, you know? So it might even be great. There's certain names and, and Favreau is like that for me, right? So it's uh it's it is weird though being our age and being there before the prequels and then go through the prequels and see what they do building the clone wars and Anakin and the emperor and the trade federation and, you know, Jar Jar and Darth Maul and all that. We were, we went through that and then the sequels happen. We go through all that. Uh, Mandalorian comes out for two seasons. We go through all that. It's in different hands with Disney. Um, I don't know. It's just, here it's we are with a, Boba Fett. They're, they're gonna a, every episode is gonna add mm-hmm. stuff, sure. and it's gonna be this weird thing that people like us from our era are gonna have a weird feeling, right? And it's for the I don't kids. Know. I know it's for the. We've had this discussion before. Like a lot of the movies, a lot of the movie stuff. Like as long as you're hooking in the kids of the next generation, like it's gonna that big wheels are gonna keep. Well, on I turning. feel like this show, and, this show specifically, is not for the kids. This is for the original fans well, of the original trilogy who wanted to see more of Boba Fett. You know. Yeah, but you can still see. I don't know. It's not that. It's not the dark CD underbelly. It's like the sugar coated darkened underbelly of. Yeah, like Star well, Wars. I mean, like Brandon, said, it's Disney. If this was on fucking HBO or something, we we would get that, but. That would I, be pretty sweet. Got to take what we HBO can get. Doesn't here. Have however many billions of dollars to buy Star Wars, <laughs> but I mean, it was all right. I like the more the current stuff better. It's kind of shitty the way they did the Tuscan Raiders and just like, yeah, they're gone now. But uh, I don't know the the more current day stuff and seeing the story move forward rather than the flashbacks is more of what I think we all want to see. I didn't mind the Tuscan Raiders kind of being gone because it's like i don't know he had his old arc with them throughout you know episode one and two and like i feel like it was kind of nice just to have like a cut off like okay we're done with this part and now he's gonna (laughs) move on to something else you know i just feel like it you needed that with the storytelling because like you would always if they didn't do that you'd always have that potential of like tuscan raiders showing up later or they keep going with that stuff, which I don't know. I feel like they, they knew people weren't going to latch onto that as much as some of this other stuff. And now he's got the whole thread going forward of, you know, now they can show flashbacks of him going and murdering that entire gang, which is going to be sweet. Oh yeah. He's just going to destroy all of them. So yeah. I mean, that's something to look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
I'm curious to see how he's going to defend against the these guys because all he's got is his his Rainbow Warrior, his uh, Power Ranger posse ready, <laughs> and a rank they, and a rancor. I, and a rancor. I feel like they're gonna sh- for, he's gonna form an alliance eventually with Brack or Black Chrysanthemum or whatever the Wookie, because like he yeah, at, at the end after they you know let him go and everything they kind of had this like mutual moment of respect and then he's just like it's just business right, exactly it was all he had to say he, he said the right thing because it's like it's not personal but he's like no it's it's business mm-hmm. dude and that's kind of I think that sealed the deal and yeah he let him run which I think is a good idea because if you look at if you look at the Mandalorian. Little by little, he picked up his people, mm-hmm. right, to yeah. do his final job and all that stuff. So we're kind of seeing this with Boba Fett, where like he starts off with Fennec, then he gets those guards, uh, he gets some droids, you know, and now he's got a biker gang of like millennials that Dave is super pumped about. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to know their names and everything like that. Like, um, are, is, are any of them? Do you remember any of them except for the one girl that talked? And then there's the dude with the eye thing. They're like, they're just so unmemorable uh, and. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know how far or in depth they're gonna go with those characters. I mean, who knows? Maybe next episode we get a full backstory on each character, which I wouldn't sure really like. Be. But no, it's not gonna happen. I, I feel like they're just—it's just more of his crew to back him up. That's you know what they're there yeah. for. Yeah, it was cool though. Like it, it's cool seeing like all these characters like coming out and fighting, and to, especially one Wookiee against all these kids. Well, like these kids are supposed to be feared on the. He's got to start somewhere. <laughs> all know. he had was, I mean, Fennec is a you know a good fighter and whatever, and a crazy assassin or whatever she is. But like he needs some other muscle to help back him up. Yeah. Gotta, you know, it's like building the. He's like an indie crime empire that he's just he's very he's an indie crime family that he's just yeah he's just helping out the local the local teens giving him a giving him a job <laughs> summer job <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that's all right I think it yeah yeah it I don't know I sorry I just, if I soured you guys I'm <laughs> such a sour puss. I did like this episode a lot um. And I am like I feel like I say it every episode, but I am excited to see where it goes next. Yeah, no, I'm pumped. I got Rancor lore. Um, I am I got, excited to see him uh, ride a Rancor. That's my number. number I one. got to see more of the city. Like that's what I was asking for. Like I just need to see more of that world. Like I don't want to spend my time in the mm-hmm. desert. So I got to see more of uh, was it Mas Espa? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is I? I got to see. Um, kind of like the bigger picture who's really at charge i like the intro where there's like sections and like all that stuff uh I, there's some beautiful shots of like boba fett dude there was a cool shot where like in his in his flashback where he tied up his uh his bantha to a post like a horse going into like, yeah an old western town i thought like it just like it, like it just reminds me that this is a space western yeah did you oh, catch yeah. the the mandalorian easter egg in there the lady with her droids walking down the street oh um, nice just sprinkle yep. them in there. Yeah, That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Why do, how do Banthas... I don't know. I had weird questions about Banthas this episode, but... <laughs> like, how are they... How are they so big? Why do they have so much hair? I don't think I've ever seen like a baby this, Bantha. I guess, yeah. It, it's weird that they have a ton of fur for being living, being native to this desert uh, planet. Yeah. And but like, although they hot as shit. Maybe they've evolved because we know that Tatooine used to be covered in water. Like it didn't always used to be this desert planet. So maybe they have evolved over time. Yeah, I thought that was weird how they mentioned it twice this episode because the Tuskens they made a, of the made a note mm-hmm. of the Dune Sea. Yeah. 
But like, yeah. yeah, you'd think a bantha would require a lot of food and a lot of water. And they don't really move very fast. Maybe they're you like, don't really see them carrying too much. Maybe they're like a camel, you know? They've got that big body to store all that water. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of bantha questions now. I want some bantha lore. We've learned about the Tuscan Raiders. Learning about crime syndicates. Let's learn about the agriculture of Tatooine next. Yeah, I would love some bantha lore. Some- some water price gouging by some. I say man. water. Water seems like a hot commodity over there. Was that guy the actor who is also in like Office Space? The who plays like the guy about the stapler. No, I, was that not that? No, no. It it was like so. if he Dude, had he a was, brother. Yeah. It looked like him. I I was like it was bothering me. And I didn't look it up. But yeah, because like the the episode is called the the Streets of Mas Espa, right? So mm-hmm. it starts off with like that whole let's meet. Like the people of the city, and this guy is complaining about these the street gang. Yeah, who knows? I'm I'm kind of curious to see what these pikes have planned and how Boba defends himself. I think that'll be cool. He is from uh, Office Space. You're right, Brandon. It, okay, wow. so it is him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Weird, right? He just looked a little different, but I thought I recognized him. But yeah, just show me more gangs. Um, show, get that wiki back in the show. Get Boba on a rancor, and yeah, I mean the. The Wookiee, I'm for all the Wookiee this. has to join his crew. The Wookiee has to join his crew eventually. And like, dude, can you imagine? Like, nobody respects Boba Fett now, but like when he rolls into fucking town riding on a Rancor with a badass Wookiee by his side, sick. like he's everybody's gonna fear him. Yeah, of course. He's got a pretty he's got a pretty cool team going on right now. Yeah, for sure. Um all right, well, I don't know. So let's just rate it. <laughs> What 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 would you give it, Dave? Uh, I'm gonna give it like a seven, six and a half. Wow, seven. We'll go okay. seven. Six and a half feels like it's like I don't want you to see it, but it's good. It's world building. It's interesting. Some of the choices they made were a little iffy, but it was good. It was solid. I feel like I I did eight. 8.5 my let the first two episodes so go a little notch higher at 8.75 not quite a nine yet oh three quarters yeah i'm the same way not I, quite. I, I can't give it a nine because it's not perfect there are you know there's some there's some you know whatever there's some stuff that's i did also, agree I with the bike stuff like, yeah, yeah it's not the, bike not the best, gang, shiny but... bikes like nothing shiny on this planet whatever not one goddamn shiny thing on the entire planet not a brand new ship not a speeder that just went through the I mean, car wash. Yeah, there's no droids washing washing. Stuff. Well, I don't know. Maybe since they don't have jobs, they got all this time to sit around and clean yeah. their bikes. How are they paying for it, and how are they obtaining these bikes if they're poor street urchins and they got this? I don't know a posse of color yeah. rainbow bikes. It looks so dumb with Boba Fett walking with them rolling in. Behind <laughs> oh, I didn't them. mind like, it. I, I thought know. it was it was cool looking, but it's. Yeah, it, it yeah, I'm the same it's way. It's a ragtag crew. It's ragtag crew. Everything would be dirty and dirty and broken and we've never even seen like the only shiny thing we've ever seen was on Naboo and that was like a nice Well, oh, I'm trying to think in episode 1 when, when when we visit young Anakin is there anything clean there? Well, no, he's I mean, a fucking slave. Not even none of the pod racers, nothing. I'm trying to think of that whole yeah, like the downtown area. Cuz the Naboo ship was just weird know. because it was like silvery shiny but mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i'm just being cranky old man 
I want my Star Wars the way I want it. I'm with you, Dave. I'm trying to balance that as I get older because we just watched The Matrix and I have the same reaction with the young generation. Like, how could she be a captain at that age? It's just, you know, it's it's our age. It's trying to be self-aware. Like, I don't get today's music. Like... It's, I don't get these new characters they add to Star Wars. Like we're, That's why you have me on. That's <laughs> got to keep ourselves That's in why check. you have me on here. I got You got the young man's perspective. It's exactly. Uh-huh. All right. And Eric, what is it? So it's like an 8.75, right? I, I said an 8.75, yep. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, But I love the lore building, and I like the new characters, and the bikes could have been a little dirtier. Yes, you know, like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it is what it is, but there are kids watching it, and it's Disney+, Plus. but there was some... I think the highs of this episode brought it up that extra notch for sure. Mm-hmm. I think there were some pretty cool things in there. And yep. less desert scenes. Yep. Always yep. higher the highs, Raiders. The highs were definitely higher than the previous ones, I thought. So that's why I bumped it up well, a little the, bit for The me. next episode is going to be the middle episode. Yeah, episode four out of seven. So, so it could really put things into how the rest of the season plays out. Into Acts mm-hmm. 2. kind of got a crew going. Well, you can only have so many characters on screen in a 35-minute you know, show. Yeah. Setting up all their chess pieces, and eventually everything's going to come together. The next episode, it seems like, judging by the end of this one, is going to be like, you know, the conflict starts. Because um, we've had these three episodes to build up, and now we're, I feel like, getting mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to yep. double-cross right. Boba? I mean, who knows? Fennec might be... You know, let in. I don't know. You don't know. I mean, I why would she? she, she he saved that. her life, but you don't. How can you trust anybody? Who, I mean, she's kind of badass. She's kind of useful. So she's always using like her fucking knife to take you know do stuff. So ah, who knows? With seven episodes, not much to every episode is going to do something. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. I think next episode will be doing something to set up the rest of the season. Yep. All right. Uh, well, I think that's it. I think we've talked about this enough. So. Yeah, let's uh, see everybody in the next episode. Hope- hopefully it's a good one. We all are giving it <laughs> nines and above. <laughs> uh, May the force be with you. Rotini. This episode is brought to you by Dragon Snack Games, Buffalo's full-line hobby game store featuring one of Western New York's largest selection of board games, gaming miniatures, model paint, dice, role-playing games, collectible card games, and more. I have actually been to this place. It's massive, much bigger than you would think. Check it out. That's Dragon Snack Games.